Madame et Monsieur, écoutez bien. Welcome to Fashion Mode with Charles McDonald, brought to you in association with Force Magazine on World Radio Paris. Within the fashion industry, if there's something else that the city of Paris is famous for, other than fashion designers and collections, then it's the models whose clothes hang off their backs. With dozens of high-end agencies from Elite Premier to the more boutique and smaller alternative agencies lining the streets of the Parisian capital, it is this multi-billion euro industry that helps to literally bring the clothes to life. It's no exaggeration to say that Paris has helped to ignite the careers of some of the world's top models, such as Naomi Campbell, Helena Christensen and John Cartagena. Bookos say that once you have Paris in your portfolio and finally manage to get cast for one of its covetable Fashion Week shows, then with a bit more hard work and dedication, the editorial pages of some international glossy may not seem that impossible to achieve. For this week's Fashion Mode, I speak to Ricardo Dominguez, an up-and-coming Colombian male model who is at one of the forefronts of representing a new breed of androgynous male model. This is what he had to say about the industry and his thoughts and experiences within Paris. Ricardo, you've been described as one of the new generation of models. So how did a Colombian male model arrive to be in Paris? Um, I think that when I was like 17 or 19, I, I got first scouted in uh, from an agency from Montevideo uh, when I, while I was still in Colombia and then we started to work out to like um, travel. Um, and and then I came. Your portfolio and your experience is very very diverse. Could you please tell me how a male model and performance are related? And the reason for your career, did you say? Fashion was only a, an image, but now it's a lifestyle, now it's yeah. a film, now it's a theatre performance. 
Okay, you're immediately recognisable for your androgynous look. How has fashion's current obsession with gender fluidity helped your career? I think it's a really present thing of like that we're just like evolving and changing and noticing things that has been happening for years. And I think now fashion is just. I, it should be just so out of like any kind of um, judgment and like uh, opportun lack of opportunity, mm -hmm. you know, like uh, and mostly because I feel like a genderless uh, clothes and designs are just the future. I feel exactly. like we just have to stop focusing on doing like a uh, fabric for one specific gender when we can have more public because they're for like any kind, of, you know. People think that mm, gender fluidity, they think that this is a new concept, but actually it was started years ago with Calvin Klein. So like, you can imagine how far it's came on since the, the, the Kate Moss Obsession campaign. That was, what, maybe 22 years ago? Yeah, exactly. So we've came a long way. Um, can I ask, how have the perceptions of male beauty changed since you were a teenager, since you started modelling and right now? Has there been much of a change, would you say, in the last 10 or 15 years? I would say yes, for sure. Like, um, when I was, like, in Colombia, I was just completely, like, out of mind to think that uh, in that market it was going to work out and everything, and then everything started to, like, actually prove wrong yeah. to the, those people who were not, like, really believing. And now I think it's really... It's good because, like, it's... Uh, it, it, it's been like a, a path of like rejections and like trying again and yeah. like rejections and it's fine because uh, at the end of the day it's like what everyone has to go through exactly. and it's every, every kind of thing is just like a challenge and like uh, we are the ones who decide like to continue or okay, like... Okay, it's a, a continual process of evolution. Yeah. Uh, question, maybe it's offensive, maybe not, but a lot of models nowadays, um, especially the more gender fluid ones, are described as non-binary on model agency websites, on biography. Do you relate more to male, female, non-binary? Uh, I actually respect a lot of, of course, like everyone, uh, but I, yeah, like, um, I have friends who, are not, who identify themselves as uh, non-binary mm -hmm. and uh, I, I think it's more like, I'm just more like, it's my job. Yeah. to kind of like uh, look more feminine and I just love to explore um, all kind of dressings and yeah. clothes and but uh, my identify as a male you yeah. know like a uh, uh, queer male yeah. but yeah okay So, what is your opinion on the merge of male and female collections at Fashion Weeks and designers who now roll out polysexual clothing, for example, Hood by Air, GW Alexander, and of course, Palomo Spain? Well, I think it's literally like future. It's what it's happening and it, it should. Like, uh, there's no reason to like separate Fashion Weeks when 
it can be like a huge fashion event where like there's a lot of investors and that's it you know like everyone is down to fashion and it doesn't matter what the gender is and about the collection uh, the designers uh Houdbayer and paloma spain are like of my favorites and every day every, everything like uh the shane oliver does is really mm -hmm. cool so yeah respect and What's the experience like for fashion and male modeling back home in your native Colombia? Uh, it was an experience. I think when I was in Medellin, it was more like a, I would I would work, but like the agencies wouldn't want to work with me because they wouldn't like sort of believe that uh, that's the uh, shot that they should give. You know, like mm -hmm. the opportunity that yeah. you know. Um, and I worked with an agency from Bogota and I moved back to Bogota and it was working well, but then I met like my mother agency and um, it, it was, I think they were like seeing more what I was feeling rather than like, uh, but in Colombia it's good, like, I think it's, gr it's growing and uh, everyone is starting to doubt everything, you know, and that's mm -hmm. amazing because that's just a space for growing and yeah. uh, it's super good now. There's there's a few androgynous models in Colombia actually. Okay. Yeah, it's cool. There's there's a lot of talent. So the, the doors are opening in Colombia, people are becoming more more open-minded and they're taking more risks in the fashion system, yes. so this can only be good for the industry. Now, you've been called, if I can get this correct, a Colombian fashion pioneer by your mother agency. What did your agency in Paris think of your initial look and ideas that they had for your castings? Well, I think that when I arrived to Paris, I was in the uh, in women's board. And so I remember being like, the reason that I went to Paris was because we had like this super important show uh, that was gonna happen and that's why they brought me there and when I was in there uh, the show didn't went through because the designer said that uh, it was gonna be the last uh, ready-to-wear collection that he was gonna do blah, blah, blah. and then I just booked uh, Food by Air and I stayed uh, working with them and it was amazing Oh wonderful, can I ask who the designer was? Yeah, I was gonna do Jean Paul Ah yes? Yeah, well, it was, yeah, it would have been cool I think they're still going in Paris, maybe they're not doing runway but I think they've still got some types of showroom collections yeah. Okay <laughs> You have a very distinctive look. How do you put, even today in the office when we see what you're wearing, how do you put together this distinctive style? Uh, for example, when you're in Paris, where would you go to look for alternative, second-hand clothes? I actually, what is the name of this shop in, in, in Paris? That they, there's uh, many. There's like Umana, but like uh, in Paris. Do you know? I don't know at all. Uh, my friend told me, uh, I went to a couple and I got a couple of things, yeah. but my bag was really big, like, like it was really um, uh, full, so I couldn't really get many things, but it's good, like, it's, it, I, I think Barcelona was really good, uh, like, options, but mm -hmm. in Paris there's so much clothes, yeah. amazing. Paris is at another level. Have yeah. you been, have you actually been to Port de Clignancourt? This is the, the north of Paris, and it's one of the largest second-hand markets in the world. It's oh, really? exceptionally impressive. If you go, you have to check it out. I will so, go, generally. Ricardo, you've been involved with Paris Fashion Week for both male and female collections. Could you tell me what designers, photo shoots, and magazines have you been involved with? Yes. Uh, 
example, in Paris, I did some with Hood Bayer, and this time that I went, I was doing with I Walk for Anton Belinsky, mm -hmm. and I also did um, mm, wait. So Kiwi can oh. yes. Uh, what is her name? Ah, oh, fuck. Mm, I love it. Wow, how am I forgetting this? <laughs> Yeah, so the first time that I was in Paris Fashion Week, I ended up doing uh, a couple of editorial shoots and and then I worked also for Hood Bayard in their, their presentation. Mm -hmm. uh, and this time that I went, uh, I just had loads of castings and like really cool opportunities. But in the end, some went through, some didn't went through. And uh, what I did was uh, uh, two, two shows, one for Anton Belinsky and the other one for Cochet. Oh wow! Uh, yeah, it was super cool. In in uh, what is the name of this really big space? Uh, Le Grand Palais. Yeah. Yeah, it's that's where all the the really top end shows yeah. are. Yeah. And uh, of all the items of clothing you wore, uh, which was your favorite? Which did you really feel you were wearing and you were showing off on the runway? Um, I really like the really long dress uh, shirt. Uh, of uh, Anton that I had like an Adam and Eve painting on it. Oh, okay. Uh, because I also met a Colombian girl in Paris and she's, we look like brothers. She got cast, uh, she got booked also for the show and she was wearing the trousers of yeah. the same print while I was wearing the, the shirt and we were just like kind of like complimenting each other and I was after her so it was super like. So it was a, quite a renaissance theme going on then like classical? Yeah, it was super nice. Many people say that fashion film is the way forward. I, for example, Diane Pernay and Asboff, a shaded view of fashion film. You've appeared in some dazed fashion films, Ricky. Do you feel this has benefited your career and exposure as a talent and also as a model? Yes, definitely, because uh, I mean, modeling is amazing and it's great that like the ways that uh, uh, advertisement mm. is going and they, you cannot like only have a still images now in a, in a wall, you know, like mm. you can have video and you can have boomerangs and you can have different like sort of creativity and uh, it's it. Uh, I think the next thing is just gonna be like more bo boys implemented kind of ads. Uh, but like fashion films are a great way to like uh, let the ideas flow and like just the whole. All the team like works together and makes powerful like, stuff. Like fashion integration, like fashion as a lifestyle entity, and then you can you can start to promote different elements. Now this brings me on to my next question. How powerful is social media for you as a model? I mean, you've got a very varied Instagram with a really big following, and this has achieved you having some direct bookings through the app. Yes, I actually remember that I got scouted by my Montevideo agency because I never been in Montevideo, for example. Mm -hmm. uh, I got scouted through Facebook, so all this process has been like very internet documented you mm -hmm. know like <laughs> yeah. 
So uh, it's more like that. Like, uh, and every time I travel, I try to like really. Uh, I, I don't mind, you know. I, I I'm always up for like collaborations and meeting new people. So I think that's uh, a good idea. When when you're traveling, you just try and like some people know already about some projects. Some some are gonna be paid. Some are not gonna mm -hmm. be paid, but some are gonna be really worth images mm -hmm. for uh, your own experience and like book and to to build up your portfolio. And also one of the really good things about the internet just now is you actually don't have to have a model agency in a specific city as long as you've got access to networks as you said um, Instagram I know very many models and journalists who use Instagram as a portfolio yes definitely and and it's also like a great way to like show the the, the, the results and like the work and just to you don't need any website and you don't need any you don't even need a big following to like be yeah. like a sort of influence you know exactly. like you, you just like need to be able to explore your own uh, creativity and just like be yourself and like uh, and whoever that person is following you you're just gonna be the best self you can and mm -hmm. like it's you know it's like all about influence and like positive things and like so would you within instagram even though you're a model would you say you're also an influencer of some sort have you ever been paid to to advertise or to wear clothing or makeup or accessories yeah uh well i in london i did a bit and i remember when i was in colombia i i also like stayed in my own country in my own city i stayed in a hostel because since my parents don't live there anymore so I was there with friends but I was also like oh no I don't want to like <laughs> be annoying to my friends and so I was staying and like kind of like collaborating with this hostel that is really good in Colombia and uh, and also in Barcelona I started to do it but like uh, I tried to just like accept things I actually believe and yeah. like sort of like connect with because other than that it would be like really fake and like it's not point to like uh, share something you actually don't agree with. So it gives you confidence and this confidence gives you opportunities and people feel the energy and yeah, it's like... Yeah, because we're actually in we're, we're everything, we all are connected and we're all going to like, some are, some are going to a different kind of end, you mm -hmm. know, like a uh, process, but like I think the world in general is going through the same kind of thinkings now of like acceptance and just kind of yeah. like respect and uh, so a lot of people is just finding themselves like exploring new things and yeah, new ways of living and identities exactly yes okay I hear you are multi-talented uh, you perform and you model I've also heard that you like to sing do you have any plans or would you have any opportunities checking out the the cabaret a performance scene in Paris for example, two weeks ago I made an interview at the Jean-Paul Gaultier Fashion Freak Show and many of the many of the talents, the performers, they were actually models, dancers and actors. I love that. It's uh, because I've, that's the thing I was saying in the beginning, like when I started, I was like, no, I'm just going to do this and I'm just going to be like, uh, I just want to be a model. And if I do something else, it's going to be acting. And then I realized like, oh, I love dancing or oh I love this uh, and in Colombia I was doing like circ uh, like um, juggling like I know to do juggling oh, yes? Wow. Yes, 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 yeah it's super fun and when I was in Colombia I used to like go fooling around 
with uh, one of my best friends and singing in buses, mm-hmm. just trying to get some coins to like eat more, <laughs> yeah. you know, like super, just like doing it because we do it all the time in the park. Why yeah. not to do it in the in the in in a bus and like uh, light some people up and like make them uh, laugh because it was a really like a positive song. So it was. <laughs> what song did you sing and did you achieve any money? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Wow. Yes. Yes. Until you realize that it's a mafia and then oh. like <laughs> <laughs> and they're paying you to go away. <laughs> <laughs> and then they don't want you to sing in their buses, so oh, it's always like, okay. Did this happen? Yeah. Yes. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I also under and I respect because I was not doing it because I needed it. So these people are people who are doing it for a couple of hours, but they really need this money to like eat or something. Yeah, to survive so, with their families yeah. and so. Yeah, yeah. So I completely agree. Like I understood that. I'm not gonna mess with. <laughs> <laughs> Modeling, what other projects and appointments would you like to undertake whilst in Paris? Oh, I would. I I want to continue to do some audiovisuals uh, projects and just like um, fashion films, short films, um, even like what we were saying before, cabaret dancing. You know, like uh, I can really uh, I I can really imagine a lot of things and like opportunities that uh, Paris has to offer mm-hmm. in this kind of uh, all kind of artistic projects. So performance too, I would love to. I'm super down. Dancing, pole dancing, yes. performance, acting. Okay, the finally the world of inclusion, gender blending, body shape, and unisex clothing. It's developed so much in the last five years. What's your hopes and wishes for the next five? I hope that for the next five we continue being more inclusive and fighting for everyone's rights and doing, I think, extending a little bit more fashion and maybe mixing it a little bit more with uh, ideals and like with the more like um, political statements, you know? Mm. I think this is really important and like even like race issues like yeah. this that happened recently. Exactly, uh, yeah. It's just uh, these kind of things that have to like not be tolerated at all, and like nothing can be like uh, dismissed as like I didn't do it, like I was hacked, you know. Yeah. Like um, yeah. we're we're not here to like forgive these kind of things because you have to watch out, and like if you feel the other way around, then you have to like uh, inform yourself and like uh, actually like open up your mind and. Your, your language because it can be a simple thing of like uh, you didn't mean something but like the thing of like saying something wrong is the whole thing you know? like, yes you, yeah. like it's it's a huge like uh, step I think like and I feel like uh, we're more here to like not uh, mistake is be done you know yeah. like more like learning it's exactly. it, you have to like learn now f- for sure like language and like all kind of uh acceptance kind of because you're very very correct in what you say i mean Catherine hamnet did it back in the early 90s having the t-shirts with the slogans and then of course there's vivian westwood and andreas so fashion these days is not only about colors textures and styles
you're listening to Fashion Mode with Charles Daniel MacDonald for World Radio Paris, where we've just ended a candid and less than light-hearted look at the world of male modelling from Colombian model Ricardo Dominguez. Coming up in next week's show, I'll be speaking to top fashion illustrator Joel Mignana on his experiences within the Paris Haute Couture collections and why it's the highlight of the fashion calendar for him, amongst other things. You can keep up to date with other fashion news, reviews and interviews by visiting our official online site at forcmagazine.com and also on Twitter, Facebook and Instagram. Until next time, keep your fashion mode on.